0: There we are. Are we on? There we are. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, I feel like the one of the things I normally like to do on Mother's Day um, is explore um, women who were used by God in the Scripture. And I want to, I, wa- I do want to do that, but I want to I start with, I'm going to start at the end and go to the beginning. We'll see how that's going to work. <clears throat> so I'm going to start in Proverbs chapter 31. If you're not familiar with Proverbs chapter 31, of course, it's, it's called the wife of noble character. Um. And I believe that uh, actually a man preaching out of this passage is very dangerous <coughs> in some ways. Because uh, if, if you look at this whole passage, and we're not, we're not going to look at it, I, wanna, I really feel like there's two verses that God just highlighted. Um, but if you look at this whole passage, it, it, and sometimes, ladies, I don't know, I, I don't, I've never read Proverbs 31 and, and tried to apply it to my life, <laughs> Thankfully. I'm not confused. So, um, but if you read Proverbs 31, it basically says uh, that this amazing woman uh, works her rear end off, doesn't ever sleep, does, think, does everything for everyone, right? And uh, just has no, no issues in her life, right? Isn't that, you can sometimes read Proverbs 31 like that. Any ladies, can you relate to that? Am I speaking the truth here? Or some of you are like, I never read it before. Uh, that's okay. But, you know, it's talking about, you know, she, she, just, she just does everything right. And she can work hard. She can stay up late. She can get up early. She can do it. Everybody's talking about her in town. And she's praised in all these places. And so, I, I, I mean, I, I know I've heard some women say this before. It's kind of like you're like, do I have to live up to this? Is this like a, is this like a thing to live up to? Or is this something that you receive as you walk with the Lord? And so I would say it's the, the, the latter. So um, don't read Proverbs 31 and beat yourself up and try to compare yourself. Uh, let it be something, let it be a prayer. Let it be something that God works in you and uh, let him apply it to your life and your situation. But the verses I want to highlight is verse 25 and 26. And so I'm going to start there. Holy Spirit, we just invite you to open the Word of God, even as we read it right now. Holy Spirit, teach us from your Word, in Jesus' name. And so, Proverbs 31 and verse 25 and 26 says this. It says, she is clothed with strength and dignity, or your translation may say honor, or it may say majesty or something like that. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. You know, as I was praying about this week this is this is the scripture that really jumped out to me for this week, and uh I think this could men we can take an application from this, but ladies i'm I'm specifically declaring this scripture over you. And I really feel like God confirmed it to me during the announcements because it's interesting. Uh, Son, if you want to put up the, uh, whoa, (laughs) Happy Mother's Day uh, little backdrop thing. Can you put that up? There it is, right there. Okay, so I I did not realize um, that the random, you know, random Mother's Day logo, you know, that that you find and throw on the screen, right? Um, oops. Yeah, that's okay. It, it's on the rotating one. So it's that verse. It says, she speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. Proverbs 31, 25. So I believe this is a word for some of you. And here's how I want you to, I want you to hear it. I want you to, to know that the Lord today wants to clothe you with strength. I mean, isn't it an interesting language where it says she is she is clothed with strength ladies are clothes important i mean not just you know they they're important right for men sometimes clothes are just utilitarian right right <laughs> do i have pants on do i have a shirt on i'm good like i got socks on it don't matter what, what it looks like or it matches i mean if you're a prep like me then you do care but um <clears throat> Californian half-hipster wannabe guy. But I married Ashley, too. That kind of helps. I used to really look way more like a normal man. Um, <clears throat> now I can match my clothes. <laughs> but for men, right, it's just like utilitarian. Like, does this shirt, you know, cover me up and make me feel comfortable, right? But for you ladies, clothing is not just utilitarian, right? Am I correct? It's not just like, it, it, it matters, it matters the, 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 the design on it, right? If it has ruffles or lace or feathers or whatever you want to wear, uh, you know, what is the color of it? What is the pattern of it? I mean, how many of us men are paying attention to the patterns we're wearing, right? I mean, who knows what pattern of shirt you have on? You're like, I don't know. Let me check. <laughs> but I can guarantee you that almost every lady in this room knows exactly what she is wearing today. She knew. She picked it out. I mean, there's a few weird ladies that don't care, right? Okay, that's fine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you. Um, you're just, you're just able. Just, you're just unique. You're just unique. Okay. But in general, you want your clothing to matter, right? We're just talking in generalities here. It's not specifics. Okay. Demon. Let's see. Let me go back to verse seventeen. She works vigorously. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> Thirty-one twenty-five. She is clothed with strength. Isn't it? Am- I believe that God clothes ladies with strength. We're not taught. This is not. This is not your strength. This is not your ability. This is not you being good enough. This is not you having it all. Altogether, this is not you having it all right. This is, this is a gift from God where he says, I'm going to strengthen you, and it's going, to, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be something that you want to wear. It's going to be something that's attractive in the right way. It's going to be, it's going to be godly attractiveness in your life because you're going to be strengthened. And so I just declare that over you this morning. Do you need strength? God says, I'm going to strengthen you. I want to pour strength on you. I want you to be clothed with it. I want it to be like you're wearing it, like it, it is so close to you that it that it is covering you, that it is, that it is decorating you, that is, that it is displayed to everyone that sees you. They see strength. And it says also that she is clothed with strength and honor or or dignity. You know, there, there, there are ladies in here who people have done things to you to strip away your dignity and your honor. And God doesn't want you to wear shame. He just wants you to know that, that whatever has been, has been done against you, whatever has been spoken against you, whatever has been brought against you, that God is declaring right now, no, I'm not clothing you with shame. I'm not clothing you with regret. I'm not clothing you with disappointment. I'm not clothing you with confusion. I'm clothing you with dignity and honor. I'm clothing you with, with godliness. I'm clothing you with purity. I am clothing you with grace. I am, I am clothing you with newness. We all like new clothes too, right? Oh, yeah. I got a smile out of that. So... Uh. Like, new, there's nothing better than, than new clothes, right? Uh, <clears throat> but God is clothing, uh, clothing you, and guys, we can take some clothing too, that's fine. Uh, but she is clothed with strength and dignity. So I just, want, I just want to declare that over you. I feel like God is just declaring that, and releasing, it's like God's holding things out. It's just like the whole response today that both Dave and Tommy said is, here it is, do you want this? What, what do you need to receive? So if there's anything that I speak about that you need to receive, I just want you to write where you're at and just say, I need that, Lord. And say, I receive that, Lord. You can say it right where you're at. I receive that, Lord. If you say it loud, it's fine. The person next to you is going to forgive you. They have to. So she is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. Man, sometimes worry and anxiety about our future can like cripple us right it can like you can like totally just just freeze you um, it can make you not even have you ever been in that place where you just you 're just in that place of indecision and so what you do is you decide not to decide <laughs> right you make a decision not to do anything but you 've made a decision, <laughs> you still made a decision, but it, rather than move forward and, and take one of the, the choices that's before you, or take the path that's before you, or whatever, you know, you have to do this thing, you know, you have to address this thing, you have to face this thing, you're like, I'm just going to stand back, and so, but, but the strength of God comes in your life where you can laugh, now that's supernatural right here. We're talking about some supernatural things because we're not talking about just the decision of, you know, what you're going to cook for dinner or something, okay, if you do cook and if your man doesn't cook for you sometimes. So uh, I encourage you men to do that if you can. Um, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. But it's not 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 the decisions that are just, you know, just the daily life decisions, although sometimes those can be difficult, but... I'm talking about the decision where you have, you have to face something, where you, have to, where you have to go to someone and address a situation, where you have to, conflict is happening in your life. There is, there is a, a thing with your children, there's a thing with your family, there's a thing with your parents that you're dealing with, there's a thing at your workplace that you're dealing with, and you're like, I don't want to make a decision here, I don't want to face this, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with this, and so the Lord wants to give you the ability to laugh at it. I mean, I know I've had I've had several of those things. You know, first of all, pastors have these sometimes. Thankfully, our church we just don't have those as much anymore. Hallelujah! But there's a, there's those meetings that you know it's you know you go into the meeting you know this is gonna be rough. <laughs> this is gonna be awkward. This is gonna be tense. This is gonna be confrontational, uh, and you're like you know it's coming. And you have to say, am I, am I just going to try to run from this thing? Like, how far can I run? <laughs> or am I going to face this thing? And so the Lord wants to do something hilarious in your life where rather than you being anxious, you laugh. <laughs> you know, in the, in the book of, I believe it's the book of Psalms, isn't it? Where it says that God sees whatever was the nations are going to do, Right? And he, and he laughs. It's kind of like he sees what the enemy's going to do. It's like the nations are forming. They're coming against him. And he just says, it's <laughs> good. It's a good one. <laughs> it seems silly that God would do that for our lives. I mean, because the, well, these are serious things. We're not, these are not silly things we're facing. These are hard things. These are challenging things. But God wants to give you the ability to where you can genuinely be full of joy. You can genuinely laugh because you're like, I'm trusting in God. I am trusting in God. It's like the the it's it's not the the laugh of Sarah, but it's like it's like the redeemed laugh of Sarah. You know, in the Old Testament, when Abraham and Sarah were promised children, they were super old, and Abraham's visited by the angels, and it's really one of them's like a appearance of God. And so, uh, and they say, oh, this time next year, your, your wife's going to have a child. And it says, Sarah was in the tent listening, and she laughs. She's like, oh, that's a good one. Now that I'm old and, you know, nothing's working, um, you know, I'm going to have a baby finally. Like, thank you, Lord. Like, couldn't I do this when I was, like, you know, 27 or something? <laughs> it's a lot better to have kids when you're 27 than 90, I think. <coughs> And so she laughs. And then, then God says, Hey, I heard you laugh. She says, I didn't laugh. It's one of the funniest parts of Scripture. I don't know. I think there's lots of funny parts of Scripture, but it's like God says, You laughed. And she's like, No, I didn't. It's like one of our kids. Like, you're staring right at him. You did that. No, I didn't. But do you want me to pull up the security camera, boy? I mean, we don't have one, but if we did. Maybe we should have one. We do have them at church here, so at class, teachers, you can do that. Um, so, but it's like, you know, she laughs, and it's like, it, it's, not, it's, it's a laugh that lacks faith. But I believe there's a laugh that's filled with faith. It's filled with joy. It's filled with expectation. It's filled with health. And it's just, it's just like, I'm going to face this. Let's just do this. Let's just laugh that we even have to do this thing, this crazy thing that I'm stepping into. This is ridiculous. This is, that this even exists on earth is silly and ridiculous. And God says, yeah, I didn't want it to exist. But guess what? You're the one who I've anointed. You're the one who I've appointed. You're the one who I've filled where you can go in with joy and you can bring a change. You can bring something different. You're clothed with strength. You're clothed with honor, you're not going dishonoring people, you're not going with with anger or unforgiveness or bitterness, you're not going with fear, anxiety, you're not going with confusion, you're going with strength, you're going with honor, and you're going with joy, and you're laughing and you're coming in because you know who your God is. That your trust is in Him. Now when your trust is in Jesus, you can laugh at some things. I mean, sometimes you just have to, it's almost funny, like, have you ever been in that time where, like, everything seems to be going wrong, and there's just, like, one more thing, and you're like, are you serious? (laughs) Sometimes you just got to laugh at this. This is just funny. This is, if this is what the devil has, then let's just laugh at it, because he's running out. He is limited in his ability to oppose you. He is limited in his ability to confuse you and attack you and tempt you. He is limited, but God, our Lord Jesus Christ, is not limited. He is not limited in his ability to strengthen you. He's not limited in his ability to fill you and clothe you and equip you and give you what you need for that moment and allow you to laugh at it and walk in it with joy. she speaks with wisdom. You know, one of the the things I love about my wife, since she's not here, I'm going to do something nice. (laughs) Rather than the silly, whatever, wrong thing I I was going to do earlier. (laughs) That was fake. Anyway, but... um, (laughs) My wife speaks with wisdom. And there's nothing like a woman that can just say a word and you go, oh yeah, (laughs) I need that. I'll just say this, men, whether you're a son or a husband or a father, sometimes God fills ladies with wisdom that can only come through them. And we need to listen. And my wife has so much wisdom for she's always been wise for her age. She just always always had it. I mean I I really think she's told me the story when she was in seventh grade that she just began to read the book of Proverbs. She just like soaked herself in the book of Proverbs. And I believe that God began to release wisdom in her life at an early age. So if you need wisdom, there's, there's your free gift for today. Read through Proverbs. Pray through it. Say, God, let me be this type of person. And when you get to 31, then you're like, oh, I got, I got some of it. <laughs> some of it's been released in my life. And then I'm going to declare that even 31 over my life. That you speak with wisdom. Because there's, there's nothing like a word of wisdom. You know, there's, there's... I mean, we need wisdom right now in this day and age. Rather than fighting. Rather than just retaliation and combat between two sides. We need someone to come in and give the wisdom of God. In know, all the confusion that's going on in our world. We need someone to be speaking with the wisdom from heaven. What does James say? What is it? James chapter three? Let's, let, me, let me read that. Let me turn to that. I, I don't want to misquote it. So James chapter three, this was not planned, so it's not on your screen for you. You may have to turn in your Bible. So there's two kinds of wisdom. Who is wise and under this is James 3:13 sorry who is wise and understanding among you let them show it by their good life by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom but if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts do not boast about it or deny the truth such wisdom it has quotes in my bible does not come from heaven but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. Wow. Some strong language there. For Listen to this. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. Isn't that interesting? Like, it doesn't say, like... It doesn't sound like these horrible things, right? Like the, the super, super bad sins, right? Whatever we think those are. Uh, but it says envy, jealousy, and selfishness. Where you have those, there you'll find disorder and every evil practice. But there's a but there. That's good. There's a contrast, there's a change. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace loving. Not just peace keeping, but peace loving. Considerate, submissive. We've got to first submit ourselves to God. Then, we can, then it's, the Bible says, hey, submit to one another. After all that's been done, submit yourselves to one another. Then, then God says, oh, yeah, and wives submit to the husbands. But it's, it's when everybody's been submitted in the right place, we can do that willfully because we trust one another. Submissive, full of mercy. Now, if you see someone who's not merciful, they don't have wisdom. It doesn't matter how much they know in their head. The wisdom of heaven is full of mercy. Man, aren't you glad for that one? I'm so glad that God is full of mercy toward me. Aren't you so glad? Oh, man. This wisdom is full of mercy and good fruit. Good fruit. Good fruit. This wisdom is impartial and sincere. It's it's the real deal. It's authentic. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. You know, that's the wisdom that that we're talking about here. That's the wisdom. And at the start of the book of James, what does it say? It says, if any of you lacks wisdom... You should ask God. This is James 1, 5. You should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. So do you need wisdom today? What are you doing to get wisdom? You're asking. You're asking the Lord to work it in your life. You're asking Him to release it for you. You're asking Him to fill you with it. And then part of that wisdom, you might say, hey, start reading my word. Start reading the book of Proverbs. Start filling yourself with wisdom, you know. Start getting to know what it looks like to be wise. Look at the life of Jesus. Jesus, every time he encountered someone, he was walking in wisdom. Every time Jesus said something, it was a word of wisdom. When they come to trick Jesus with all the stuff, he just had... That's why." They, they hated messing with Jesus, right? It's like every time they come to him, I got him this time. I, I got him nailed down. I'm going to get Jesus to say the wrong thing. And then somehow Jesus pulls something out and it's like the wisdom right from that moment. It's the wisdom of heaven. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue you know, there's a lot of things that my mom taught me she's not she's not with us anymore she went to be with the lord it's been like almost 13 years ago man how many of you have lost your mom you still miss her right you just never you never don't you never don't miss your mom she's your mom, <laughs> she she just loves you, and she she loved us her whole life. And and you know, uh, I still remember it was, you know, one of my, uh, first of all, one of my biggest regrets was hurting my mom one one time, and it's so it was so crazy. You know, it was one of those times I was probably a teenager, uh, of some some age. And you know something didn't go my way, so I threw a fit. (laughs) I threw a fit, so I got mad, went to my room, and I said something like, "Who knows what I said? I don't. I don't even want to live in this house. (laughs) Well, go sleep outside, then, boy. See what (laughs) you—Anyway, we say dumb things anyway when we're angry. So, so I get this idea. I want to freak my mom out because I was mad at her. So <coughs> it's like confession time. I don't even know if I've even told this story to anybody for a long time. So <coughs> I don't even know if Ashley knows this story. But uh, so I like open my window and I have this have this plan. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna I want her to think that I'm running away. So I knock out the screen and I. I don't remember where I hid myself. I hid myself somewhere in my room. I don't know if it was under, under the bed or in the closet in the dirty clothes hamper under all the clothes. I don't know what it was. Uh, I just knew I I just hid myself as well as I could, and I and my mom. I heard my mom come in, and she opens the door and 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 she says, "Oh no, he's gone." And I remember her saying this. It was a real fear for her. She said, "I don't." He might not come back. I was like, "Uh, I just wanted to be, you know, just wanted to make you upset a little bit. (laughs) Didn't want to cause a traumatic (laughs) encounter in your life here. Didn't want you to have to have healing prayer for six weeks at church. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, because... My mom, that's not what my mom taught me. <laughs> she taught me not to hurt people. She says, no, we're we're gonna we're gonna love people. We're gonna we're gonna speak with, with grace and dignity. We're gonna we're gonna speak with, with kindness and, and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness. Yeah, my mom was definitely full of the fruit of the spirit. She was just a gentle lady. Uh, now that one of the other memories, so anyway, thank you, Lord, for forgiving me, and uh, my mom doesn't probably doesn't remember it now because she's in heaven. So thank you, Jesus. Uh, but one of the other memories for my mom is is positive, but it was another negative thing in my life, and I've told this story before, but some of you weren't here, so I get to tell it again. That's the joy of pastoring for a long, long time. <laughs> and so when I was in seventh grade. I believe, or eight, no, it was eight, eighth grade, because eighth grade was, I was at this Christian school, and all the, the eighth grade students, we lost our mind and decided we were going to live for the devil or something, I don't know, it was ridiculous, I mean, I'm serious, I had 13 kids in my class, uh, five of them were expelled the week before school got out, and two were suspended and didn't get to go to the graduation, so there were only like six of us on the platform instead of 13, I didn't get expelled, by the way, um, <coughs> That was all those kids that got caught trying to steal everything in Disneyland on the senior trip or the eighth grade trip, Um, but so we went to the zoo, and so the thing was was to go into the gift shops and just steal stuff because you're in eighth grade and you're stupid. I don't know (laughs) because I mean because yeah because what I want is like 37 souvenirs from the Los Angeles Zoo. How many L.A. Zoo keychains do I need at at a (laughs) 13-year-old? So now, because I was raised in the right way, I never stole anything with my own hands. Because I'm smart. I'm too smart for that. I don't want to get caught stealing something. And I know that is wrong. (laughs) I will not do that wrong thing. So instead, I have one of the other guys steal something for me, and I pay them. (laughs) Obviously not as wrong, right? I don't know. So, and they were like these L.A. Zoo, like Ray-Ban style sunglasses. They were way too big for my little 8th grade head. They had like fluorescent yellow on the side, black on the front. She, and I, and maybe, thank God, they said the L.A. Zoo on them or something, you know. Uh, and so I had somebody say, hey, you get me a pair of those, I'll give you like three bucks. <laughs> 3 bucks I'm serious I, it was like 3 bucks <laughs> I mean this is like 19 whatever so Jerry so yeah before you're born sorry uh <laughs> so it was worth it to him to to steal it for 3 bucks okay and it's worth it for me to pay him to steal it for me for 3 bucks so so we get back to the school and so I've got my sunglasses you know I don't know if three bucks is what my mom gave me for souvenirs or lunch that day or what, but uh, I got my sunglasses. And so my best friend, who had moved schools, shows up with his mom to pick up his siblings or whatever. I don't remember why he switched schools, but he was there. And so we start talking. And so I I tell, I tell, oh yeah, like this is what happened at the zoo today. All these guys were doing this stuff, but you know, and I, you know, somehow I I let him know what was going on because he was my best friend. And so. I told. So we get home and, you know, everything's cool. So we're, we're in the neighborhood. So the, the thing we do is we get home, we go to our friend's house and we're playing Nintendo or something. You know, we're over there swimming in his pool or playing Nintendo. That's what we did. And so uh, I, I get, we get this, my mom calls his mom. <laughs> My mom never called us over there. We just knew what time to get home. It was kind of like, hey, you need to be home by dinner. You need to be home by dark, whatever, you know, whatever the, the thing was. Be home tomorrow if you're spending the night. <coughs> Excuse me. And so she says, you need to get home right now. So I said, uh, yeah, my mom's really nice. She's, you know, she's about this, this tall, <laughs> five foot plus. And, uh... <sighs> She said, get home. And I said, oh, yes, ma'am. I don't know if I said ma'am because I grew up in California, but I said yes. So I went home, and so I get home, and she's like, where did you get those sunglasses? <laughs> or how would you get those sunglasses or something? And I'm like, uh-oh. And she's like, hey, uh, David's mom called me. And I'm like, well, I have one former best friend now. <laughs> for some reason, he told his mommy. <laughs> So so I confessed my sins, and she's, you know, obviously, the worst part of it, I'll tell you this, the worst part of it was just the disappointment on her face that I did it. That was it, because I loved her, and she loved me. So here's what my mom did. She said, because faithful instruction was on her tongue, she says, here's what we're going to do. I believe that was a Friday. So the next day on Saturday, she said, we're going to go to the L.A. Zoo. So we we got in the car Saturday morning. Rather than watching my cartoons or whatever I was doing at that age, we get in the car, we drive to the L.A. Zoo, she pays to get us into the zoo. She takes me into the gift shop, and she pays. She she pays for the sunglasses. We don't look at no animals. <laughs> we don't stop at the petting zoo. We don't buy any more souvenirs. <laughs> And we walk out of the zoo and we drive home. Because she taught me if you take something, if you do something wrong, you pay the price and you make it right. I don't think it got to me later, even, though, even as I say it right now. She paid. I don't know why she didn't make me pay. Maybe I didn't have any more money left. That was my last three (laughs) dollars. But she took care of it. She said, But this is how you live your life. We're gonna pay to get back in the zoo. You know? Now my wife wonders why I don't want her to go to the zoo. (laughs) That must be it. Sozo moment, Dave, right? She's like, let's go to the zoo. Like, ah, I'm good. You want to go in the gift shop? No. (laughs) (laughs) My kids are like, Daddy, can I buy some sunglasses? No. (laughs) Anything but the sunglasses. (laughs) I'm cracking myself up now, so okay. (laughs) Oh, man, some of our sins are so silly, but thank you for Jesus that he can set you free from, him and we can laugh about it, because he's covered them, not because he, not because we just let it go, because Jesus is like my mom. He's like, no, I'm gonna, we're gonna go take care of this. We can't just let this go. I can't just put you in restriction and say you can't play video games for a week. No, we're we're gonna go, we're gonna go make this right. This has to be paid for. And I'm so glad that Jesus said, rather than just putting this in the corner and saying, hey, figure it out and be a better person, he says, guess what? This has to be paid for. And I'm going to pay for it myself. Yeah. I'm going to come myself and I'm going to show you what it looks like to love you. And now you get to walk in my footsteps. You get to walk in my grace. You get to walk in my mercy. And you can look like me. You can have wisdom on your mouth, you can have instruction on your tongue, you can be clothed with strength, you walk in honor, in purity, in grace, and I'll show you the way. So, men and women of God, let faithful instruction be on your tongue. Let foolishness flee far from your mouth. But instead, let the word of God be released through your life. Because we have generations of people, old and young, who don't know which way to go. And somebody has to have wisdom and faithful instruction coming from their mouth. And it comes from Him. It comes from the Word of God, by the Spirit of God, the power of God in our lives. I don't think we're making it to the other, other part of the message. So thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Why don't we stand? I just wanna, we just want to declare over this. I think God is just, He's just, He's just in, inviting us today. It's just like Tommy said. He's like, what do you want me to write? What do you want me to give? What do, you, what do you want to release in your life? So if any of this has been applicable in your life, I just right where you're at, everybody just close your eyes. Just say, Lord, I just need that in my life. Whether it's strength, you just need honor, you need, you need forgiveness, uh, you, need, you need wisdom, you need understanding. Just right now, we're just thanking you for that, God. We're just, we're just receiving that from you right now. Thank you, Jesus, that you are you have shown us the way, you've made the way, you, you are the way. And so we're, we're choosing to walk with you, oh God. We're choosing to walk forward in you. And so we thank you, Lord, that we can... Lord, those that are fearful of the future right now, I just pray that you would just release a joy and a strength and a trust in them, God. That we're just, I don't know how I'm going to get through this, God, but I'm going to do it with joy. I'm going to be able to laugh through it because I am filled with the presence of God. I'm filled with the grace of God. I'm filled with the strength of God. I'm filled with the wisdom of God. God when, I, when I don't know what to say, you're going to give me the words to say. I'm believing, Holy Spirit, that you are leading me into all truth. I am believing that God is for me. That if God is for me, who can be against me? And so, Lord, because you're for me, I can walk into this, Lord. I can move forward. I can laugh about the future because you have me in your hand. I can trust you because you've ordered my steps. Because I have been made righteous by the, by the blood of Jesus, by the sacrifice of Jesus, that the righteous ones, their steps are ordered to the Lord. Lord, my future is secure. You've, you've made the way for me. And I get to walk in it. God, I just pray for, Lord, an infusion of, of joy and peace to be released upon your people this morning. God, I thank you, Lord. Lord, I just pray for a passing on. Lord, I, I believe there's, a, there's just, a, just a word, even in that, that account with my own mother, God. That there, there needs to be a passing on of faithful instruction, Lord. I pray that it would happen be in our families for sure. But, Lord, show us beyond our families. Lord I thank you for for these women in here God who are who are mothers not just to their own family, God, but who are, who are mothers on, at the workplace or in the neighborhood, God, or in the relationship here with one another, God, that they are speaking life, Lord. They are faithfully instructed and say, let me show you how to live life. Let me show you how to walk with God. Let me show you what it looks like to be full of humility. Lord, let me show you what it looks like to be pure. Let me show you what it looks like to be kind. Let me show you what it looks like to be forgiving. Let me show you what it looks like to be full of grace, God, we thank you for the passing on that can happen, God, that it will be a multiplication. Lord, there will be a multiplication of, of the character of God in our lives. Do it through us men too, God, even though we don't know how to dress, God. We just thank you, God, that you will do it in us too. Thank you, Lord, for just clothing, Lord, today, that you are covering us Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you have given us clothes to wear. You've given us the kindness of God, the fruit of the Spirit. You've given us the armor of God, the power, the strength that you've given us, God. You've said that we are spiritually covered. Lord, we are spiritually equipped. Lord, we are spiritually strengthened because of what you've done. And we choose to walk in it, Jesus. We choose to walk in it. Thank you, Lord. Just lift anxiety, God, off of any heart that still has it hanging. Lord, I just pray right now, anxiety you lift in Jesus' name. We choose to trust you, God. We choose to trust you. That anxiety is not my portion. Anxiety is not my lot in life. I'm not just an anxious person. Lord, we declare, Lord, that those things are not true. We declare the truth, Lord, that the peace of God will guard my heart and my mind. In Christ Jesus, the peace of God is my portion. I declare that over every life today. Thank you, Father, for working in us. Thank you for encouraging us. God, thank you for the word being released to us today. Let our mouths be filled with wisdom. Let our actions be filled with wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. If you still need prayer, be a few of us standing up here at the front. If you just need God to still move or touch or just need somebody to agree with you about something. So if not, be blessed. Have a happy Mother's Day. If any of you ladies came in late, we do have gifts for you, so we can make sure you get one of those.
1: We won't be silent, we won't be silent There's an army rising